Good morning, Nashville. My name is Braden Gall, and this is the 444 Thursday, February 17th. Coming up on the show today, Josh Ward from WNML joins us to talk about Tennessee's big win over Kentucky and what it means for the future upside of the Tennessee basket Vols. I've got a message for college football fans to not panic or overreact when they read certain headlines, but we begin with some really promising information about the Music City Bowl. The Full 40 this week brought to you by Our Kids Soup Sunday event coming up this weekend. Tickets are still available. It is a fantastic event. 30 of the best restaurants in Nashville competing to cook soups for you and all the proceeds go to help the children of Middle Tennessee. OurKidsCenter.com for tickets. That's OurKidsCenter.com for tickets. And special thanks to the Kingston Group for donating their time to the wonderful folks at Our Kids. So I saw a report from Mike Oregon of the Tennessean about the Music City Bowl and how it performed this year relative to other bowl games and relative to its own history in the city of Nashville. And just got to give a big shout out to a bunch of folks here because It was the single highest attended Music City Bowl in history, but it also was the number two most attended bowl game in all of the entire schedule this year behind only the Rose Bowl, not counting playoff games, of course. But it also set a record for $32 million worth of economic impact in the city. So huge shout outs to all the people that make that event happen. The Music City Bowl folks, Scott Ramsey and the Nashville Sports Council. You've got all the great sponsors, the University of Tennessee and all their fans, Purdue and all of their fans. Just an absolutely huge smashing success, the Music City Bowl. And what it should teach people and what people should remember is that the more that bowl game continues to grow in economic value and in viewership value, along with renovations to Nissan Stadium that we know are coming and potentially in the hundreds of millions of dollar range, the better chance this city, Nashville, that bowl game, the Music City Bowl, has a chance to work its way into the quote-unquote New Year's Six range and maybe host a playoff game. So, big shout-out to all the people that have grown that event. Shout-out to the teams. Basically, great work, everybody. Huge success the Music City Bowl was this year. So I was looking at some numbers, and it's never too early to start looking ahead to college football in 2022, right? I was looking at some numbers and potential starting quarterbacks across all of college football. And if you look at the Power Five, you could be talking upwards of 20, 25 teams starting quarterbacks that were transfers. And in the SEC, you have guys that are fairly established. Hendon Hooker at Tennessee, Will Levis at Kentucky. You also bring in Spencer Rattler at South Carolina, Jackson Dart at Ole Miss. You could have a transfer in Zach Calzada starting at Auburn. You also have Max Johnson battling for a starting job at Texas A&M. The point is, this is the new norm. You have to be comfortable with between a third and a half of your conference having a transfer quarterback. It's just, it, it frankly, it helps programs like Tennessee and Kentucky, South Carolina, the middle tier, the upper middle class in the SEC, which is so healthy right now, healthier than it's ever been because programs like Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Kentucky, Tennessee, Arkansas, there's genuine optimism around almost all of these programs. Well, what better way to quickly reinvent yourself, especially offensively, and quickly stabilize your program and and give yourself a chance to win. It's with a veteran quarterback. Tennessee did it with Hendon Hooker. Kentucky did it with Will Levis. Ole Miss is going to do it with Jackson Dart after losing Matt Corral. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just part of business. It doesn't mean you should live that way. It doesn't mean you can win national championships that way. Still very few transfer quarterbacks winning those. But it is a great way to balance out a conference, balance out college football, and quickly 
bring other teams into relevancy, and that is what's happened with Tennessee. So just just looking at some numbers, when you see headlines that say 40 or 50 starting quarterbacks in college football are going to be transfers, don't be shocked. It's not that big a deal. All is okay. Saturdays are still going to be great in the fall. It is Thursday, which means it's time to visit with Josh Ward from WNML in Knoxville at Josh underscore Ward. And Josh, let's just start with, is there anything sweeter for a Tennessee fan than beating John Calipari in Kentucky basketball the way they did on Wednesday evening? I don't think so. I've thought about this a lot before the game and then after the scene that was at Thompson Bowling Arena and Cal gets teed up early on and the energy's there and then Tennessee controls the game and that, that's about as good as it gets for Tennessee basketball fans and often Tennessee fans because the basketball program has been at such a high level. That's carried a lot of the conversation there. But part of it's the respect on both sides because you think about the head coaches, Rick Barnes and John Calipari both have a ton of respect for the other. I, I think fans have a ton of respect for Calipari and recognize the amount of wins and final fours and really good players that he brings to town. And then that makes it sweeter when you feel like, okay, we're the underdog, even though Tennessee was was actually the favorite at home against Kentucky, but that's because Tennessee has earned that because Tennessee's had success previously against the Wildcats. So it's just, uh, it's really incredible to see how Tennessee has been able to continue this on. Even after a few weeks ago, when it looked so lopsided on Kentucky side, Tennessee was able to bring it back to Knoxville and do just about the same to the Wildcats. And I don't think it really gets sweeter for Tennessee fans than that. Well, the good news is for Tennessee fans, uh, uh, the other team's not going to shoot 70% most of the time out. That's that's not going to happen. What What is it? You've got Arkansas. you got Auburn still on the schedule. This team feels like it could be a three or a four seed in the tournament. What does it need to do, you think, over the course of the next few weeks to solidify itself in that top four quadrant or whatever they're calling it now? Yeah, I think to solidify its position, it's probably take care of business in the games against Missouri, Georgia, and then I would argue Arkansas at home. I I think splitting with Arkansas pretty much solidifies things for Tennessee. If the Vols can get a win at Arkansas this week, that's huge because it gives you a really high-quality road win to add to the resume as Tennessee against the high-level teams away from home has not done great. That's not that's not a big deal. Tennessee doesn't have any bad losses. So going away from home and playing a really good schedule overall helps Tennessee's resume considering wins at home against Arizona and uh, Kentucky and then everybody else. So if you can go there uh, and or beat Auburn, because obviously what Auburn is, that would be a huge statement for Tennessee. But the Vols have already put themselves in a really good position. That was the case before the win against Kentucky. Getting that win to go with everything else Tennessee has done they're in a good spot. And then, of course, importantly, just playing good basketball at the right time as you're getting close to the postseason. Hey, Josh, we here in Na- Nashville have been doing the whole like Ryan Tannehill can't win in the postseason thing, which is new for Titans fans. It took him this year to get to that point. But anybody who's covered Ryan Tannehill for most of his career sort of uh, has always seen this from him. And and so Titans fans are learning that process. And that's been a big part of the offseason discussion. Is that happening at all with Rick Barnes in in basketball? We know how great of a regular season coach he is. Are fans at all beginning to have that conversation, or is it still they they need another early exit or a deep run before they start having that that conversation? 
Well, I think there's that fear just because we haven't seen Rick Barnes go too far in the NCAA tournament too often. The run of the Sweet 16 where they almost made the Elite Eight. And that that's what I would offer up to, well, they very easily could have gone to the next round that we wouldn't be having this conversation. It can be a, a call away from Tennessee being in that position. I'd say it's also a combination of that and then just Tennessee fans are always going to be cautious about what can go wrong because for whatever reason, it can. And I think that's, you know, most fan bases are going to have that, but especially the case in Knoxville. But I think the way this team is playing, and I mentioned at the right time, of course, you want to be playing your best basketball into February going toward March. But the way this team plays on defense, the effort and the improvement from the two freshman point guards, because that was also part of the fear. Hey, you have two freshmen that you're going to rely on. Will they be ready? Well, the way Kennedy Chandler and Zakai Ziegler are playing, that is providing confidence. Josiah Jordan James, I can just go through the roster at this point. But but the way that they're playing, the way for 40 minutes they fought and look like the more aggressive team against Kentucky, that style of play, I think, is adding to confidence that Tennessee fans have of what they can do. The matchup's always going to matter, but you know, you asked me about the position Tennessee's in and the seed, the better Tennessee does here, the better position it can be in to avoid, like you want to avoid a 5-12 matchup, right? Yep. I think Tennessee's in a pretty good spot there. And I think Tennessee fans should feel really good about how this team is playing toward March. Yeah, the fact that I even have to ask that question means that Tennessee basketball is in a really healthy position. So Josh, yes. always always a pleasure, man. Josh Ward, WNML in Knoxville. You can get to him on the Twitters at Josh underscore Ward. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Always fun. Thanks. The Full 40 this week brought to you by Our Kids Soup Sunday event coming up this weekend. Tickets are still available. It is a fantastic event. 30 of the best restaurants in Nashville competing to cook soups for you, and all the proceeds go to help the children of Middle Tennessee. OurKidsCenter.com for tickets. That's OurKidsCenter.com for tickets. Thank you guys all for listening. Please share the product. That's the most important thing here, of course. Make sure you check out the Our Kids Soup Sunday event. Again, not so many tickets left, so go check that out. OurKidsCenter.com is the website. My name is Braden Gall. Thank you guys all for listening. This has been the 440 for Thursday, February 17th. The 440 is a production of 440 Media, written and produced by Braden Gall, music by William Tyler.